We are beginning in the middle of the seventh parak of Mesech Tapsachim, parak Ketzad Tzolin from Daf Pegimel Amar Aleph, continuing with the Unyanim of Karban Pesach. We have here a Mishnah. The bone marrow, Yidin, and Neusser of the Karban Pesach are burnt on the 16th day. In other words, the first day of Chalamai, they are not burnt on Yantav because this is not Deiche, Shabbos, and Yantav. We say that it is also to break bones of the Karban Pesach because of the Pasuk of the Etzem Aleisishbarobai. We also say that all bones of Karbanus do not require Sreifa, except for the bones of the Karban Pesach. We ask, why don't we burn Neisser of the Karban Pesach on Yantav by via simply saying, Ase Deicha In other words, burning Neisser is Deicha, so we have a number of terutzah. Number one, the terutzah of Chizkiah. The word biker is repeated twice. Since it's repeated twice, that means it's not normally on the first biker, but rather on the second biker, which is the first day of Cholamite. Abaya says, we have the Pasuk of Oilas Shabbos Veshabbatai, which teach us, Loi Oilas Chol Veshabbos. So, if we don't burn Avarim, we don't burn Neisser Kol And finally, the terutzah of Rava. It's okay to make Eichel Nefesh on Yantav, but not Machshire Eichel. Gidin, which are soft. In other words, they're soft now, but if the hem would be older, they would be harder. Rabbi Eichelin says this portion can be used for someone as part of the carbon Pesach. Why? Because we say Basar Hashta Azlina. Rishlakif says no, you cannot use it because we say Basar Saif Azlina. And eventually they're going to be hard, and you would not be able to eat them at that particular point. We then have a mission of it says Hashaver Etzem the Pesach Tahar, in other words, a Pesach which is a good Pesach, like Arboyim. Why? Because of the Patsak of the Etzem Lysishburubai. Aval Hamaiser, in other words, if you leave Nicer Bitahar, the Hashaver Bitame, ain't a like, then you're not like. We then have a Gamar that says there is no Malchus for Nicer. Either since we say that it's a lav hanitak lase, or it's a lav shein by maisa. The Gemara asks, what is the source of shaver of the tame ain like it? The Tanakama says it says by, by bekasher v'lay betame. The Rabbi says v'bayis echad yeakel, and the etzem lay sishbaro kol haray laachila yesh by mishum shviras etzem v'shein ray laachila ain by mishum shviras haetzem. There was a discussion of eight nafgaminas between these two pshatim. We then say Eber she'enalav kezayis baser b'makom zeh does not have kezayis baser in this particular place, but v'yeshalav kezayis baser b'makom acher. Rabbi Yechonin says yesh b'mishim shviras atzam, and you have that iser. Rishlaker says there is no iser of shviras atzam in this particular type of case. Daf pehe, meat of pigul and nicer is metam a person's hands, and he would need mitfilas yadayim. There's a machlekas, what is the shear needed for this? We say it's either a kezayis or a kebeah. We then ask, basr yaitse, basr which left its particular machitza that it is supposed to be in. We ask, is that also metame? We say that that's teiku. The Gemara says it is also to take a carbon pesach outside of its house or to a different chabura. If you do, you are over on a lav, but there is no tumah. The Gemara says that minion can only be chal if ten people, which you normally need for a minion, are within the same house. And finally we say the Sha'arim of Yerushalayim were not Makudish. However, the Sha'arei Ha'azara were, except for Sha'ar Mikana. And we also say that rooftops and second floors did not have Kedusha. Daf Pevav. Underground chambers on the Harabais had no Kedusha. 
but we say that the second floor of the Kaidish Kadashim is more Kaddish than the first floor, since the Kaidish Kadashim we went up, we went into once a year, but the second floor we only went into once in seven years. We then have a Mishnah. Two groups will eat the carbon Pesach in one house. They face different directions. In other words, a Pesach ne'achal b'shtechaburus. The Gemara brings down a machloikus. Rabbi Yehuda says one Pesach can be eaten by two chaburas, but one person cannot eat his Pesach in both of them. And Rabbi Shimon says one person can eat his Pesach in two chaburas, as long as he finished a kazais in the first one, but one Pesach cannot have two chaburas. And we also say that a kala is allowed to eat the carbon Pesach, her carbon Pesach, facing away from the chabura, if she is embarrassed to eat it in front of them. We then say, call Masha Yemer Lachabalabais, I say, Chutzmitzay. Whatever your balabais, if you're a host by someone, whatever the host tells you to do, you should do except to actually leave. And I saw a very interesting Bart brought down in a safer called Insights by Rabbi Shaul Weiss, where he brings down the Vilna Gain, where the Vilna Gain explains that one should not do anything in another person's home without his host's permission, except when it comes time to leave. He should not wait to be told to leave, but as soon as he realizes that it's time to leave, then he should leave. The Alkut Yehuda suggests a diametrically opposite interpretation. Comply with everything your host tells you to do, except when he tells you that it's time to leave. Show him your reluctance to take leave of his company. Now within this Gemara, there is an alternative reading of this particular phrase, which actually leaves out the last two words, chutz mitzay. In other words, you would read it only, period. And the Sfasemis explains the difference as follows. The original version was the shorter one. In other words, we only, the original version was without the words chutz mitzay. Just before the destruction of the second base Hamigdash, however, the episode of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa took place, as we know from the Gemara and Gittin, Dapnun Hei Amad Aleph. This was an incident in which a certain host ordered an unwelcome guest to leave his house. Deeply offended, the guest affected to the Roman camp, and by means of a Misa, he set into motion the siege of Yerushalayim that culminated in the destruction of Yerushalayim. In other words, what happened on Tishabav. Following this incident, reasons the Sfasemis, the sages of the generation added the additional words of chutz mitzay. Accept the part. So in other words, whatever your host tells you to do, you should do. Unless he tells you to leave, then in fact you should not leave. Finally, we say here in the Gemara, one can refuse a cotton's request, in other words, someone who is not so chashev, analogous to light, but one cannot refuse a gadol's request, analogous to Avram. This marks the end of the seventh parak. Now we'll begin the eighth parak of Psachim Perak Haisha from Daf Pezayin Amaralf. We have a mission. This Mishnah explains the Inyan of Minuyov, which is registration for a carbon Pesach. We know that people can only participate in a carbon Pesach if they're part of the Chabur, if they're registered to be part of the Chabur. We say that a married woman who says nothing, we assume that she is counted in with her husband. Now, if she went to spend the first Yantav by her family, the first Yantav, in other words, after she was married, then she can either eat from her father's carbon Pesach or from her husband's. And in fact, this is the makar that a wife goes the first yantav after she's married back to her family. We see from our Mishnah that yesh brera, that late in the day, her intentions were hover lemafreya, what exactly she wanted to do. The Gemara says, Omar Rava, 
Ani chayma v'shadai k'migdalois, the Pasuk from Shir HaShirim. Ani chayma zuk neses Yisrael, v'shadai k'migdalois, ela batei k'nesias, u'batei midrashish, which protect Klal Yisrael. Yehu killed Achav in the Amek Yisrael. The Amek, as Taisus bring down, brings down, is a ramez that the future Jews would be spread all over the world. We then say there are four things with ha- which HaKadosh Baruch Hu acquired in the world and are very precious to him. Four kinyanim. Number one, Torah. Number two, Shamayim Varetz. Number three, the Beis Hamikdash. And number four, Klal Yisrael. As we see the Pasuk, Amzu Kanisa. Amar Rabbi Yechanan. Oi la l'rabanas. It is oi to someone who is in leadership. Shemekareves es ba'alaha. She'en l'cha kol navi v'navi. Shalai koifach arba melachim v'yamav. There isn't, wasn't a navi that did not bury four kings in his time. In other words, you see being a leader is a very dangerous thing and it causes a person to die early. We see from Sukkim that even when Hashem is angry at Klal Yisrael, he still remembers them with Rachmanus. Amar Rabbi Lozer, Lehegla HaKadosh Baruch Hu es Yisrael beino umais, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not put Klal Yisrael into Golas, Ela Kedei she Yisaisfu Alehem Gerim, so that we should increase the number of Gerim which come to Klal Yisrael. We say, since people, Goyim, in Babel, were not as cruel as Edom, after the first base Hamidish, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent Klal Yisrael into Golas to Babel, instead of into Edom. This is the reason we ended up in Babel. Also, since Babel lies below the sea level, it is low, it was supposed to take the place of a grave which Klal Yisrael should have been in, but were not. Also, since the language of Babel was closer to the Torah language, that's why we ended up in Babel. This is a marshal to a husband who was angry at his wife, sends her to her mother. So in other words, he stays married to her, but he continues to know her. But since her mother knows her, he sends her to her mother. In Yeshaya we learned, in the days of Mashiach, Goyim will say, They will say, We refer to it as Yaakov's place, since he called it Beiskel, a house. A house shelters a person, and it is a, pl- and it is a place to live and to grow. Amr Godol kibbutz goliyus kiyoyim shenivru b'yishamayim avaretz. We then say lo yishchayt adam lo ayyadei b'nai ubita hagdolim v'al yadei shivchay v'avdei v'al yadei ishtay alamidaitan. If a person wants to shach the current pasach for any of these these people, he has to do it with their das. Avol shaychet b'shvil ketanim v'avodim ketanim bein midatam bein shaloi midatam. For these people, for a cotton, for an evid ketani etc., then he can shecht midas or shalei midas. We also say, lo nivra ha'olam ela lepiria verivya. That is the most important thing in the world. Mishnah. An avid can shecht the Pesach for his owner. And we say, when the avayda of the Pesach is done, it must be possible to eat from it. Later on, if it becomes tameh, or the adan forgot what he wanted to do with it, vis-a-vis a different animal, for example, the carbon is considered kosher, and no Pesach Sheini is required. Dafpeitas. Shlomim ne'echol deshnei yomim v'laylo echad. Shlomim are eaten for a period of two days and one night. And we say, Pesach lo'ibai smicha. 
Baiser HaPesach. Smicha is something where you put your hands on the animal. Baiser HaPesach, in other words, Shlomim, which is the leftover. Baiser Smicha, that needs Smicha. Pesach Matana Achas. The current Pesach requires one matna, one matana, one sprinkling of dam. The Shlomim requires two. We're going to have a Mishnah. Ha'emer Levanav Hareini Sheichet at HaPesach Al Mishel Yalem Yikem Rishon Yerushalayim. He wanted to be Mizarah's them, so they would rush up quickly to get up to Yerushalayim for the carbon Pesach. Kivan Sheikh Mis Harishain Raishe Berubai Zacha Bechelkai Umizaka Es Achiv Imai. The person who gets in first gets there first. And not only that, he's Mizaka, the carbon Pesach, not only for himself, but for his brother as well. We then have another Mishnah that says you can always bring new people into a particular Pesach as long as there's a kazayas to be eaten for each person within the group. We also say that you can register or withdraw, in other words, minuye, for a carbon up until the shechita. Rabbi Shimon says you can register or withdraw from a carbon Pesach up until the point of Zerikas Dam. We then have another Mishnah that says if one partner, for example, someone who owns 10% of the carbon, registers additional people to eat within his portion, the other members have the right to ask him and his partners to eat at a separate table. The Gemara says if one partner is a big eater, Yadayim Yafais, the rest of the group can divvy up their carbon Pesach and ask him, give him a specific portion, and ask him to go to additional to an additional table so he won't eat too much from the others. In other words, if he eats very fast, he'll eat up so much of it the other people won't have enough. So they can take a portion for him, tell him to go to a different table, and have him eat over there. We then say that if a person sells some of his rights to a carbon Pesach, the money becomes chulen. Daftzadik. If someone gives karbanas to a zaina as payment, there is no psul of esnan zaina umechir kelev, since that only applies if it is given before it became muktashim. But if it's given after, it's okay since it's already hectic, and eight Adam Iser, Eshayin Eshalei. We then say that Rebbe holds, since a person's Pesach belongs to him, he can sell it and use the money for anything. We then have a Mishnah that discusses whether a Zav or a Zava, at the borderline end of his or her Zivus, can participate in a carbon Pesach. Before we quote the Mishnah, let us give a brief Hakdama to this Indian. This, of course, is discussing the halacha in the days of the Beis Hamigdash. Today we do not have the halachas of Zav of Zava. If a man sees one re'iyah of Zivus, he becomes a Valkari, and he is Tomei Ar Ha'erev. If he sees two re'iyahs of Ziva on one day, or two re'iyahs on two consecutive days, then he becomes a Zav. As a Zav, he is Tomei, and must count seven days, Shiva Nekiyam, be Tevel in a mikvah on the seventh day, and then at night he can eat kadja. However, if he sees three re'iyas of ziva in one day, or re'iyas for three consecutive days, then he must not only wait seven days and go to the mikvah, but he must also bring a karban on the eighth day, shtei sairim or shtei After that point, he is tevel, and until the point where he brings a karban, he is called machuser kipurim, and he can't eat kadja until he brings this karban. That's a man. Now, regarding a woman. Zivus by a woman is only tolly in days when the zivus is seen. Now, how many times in one of those days you see it is irrelevant. Also, she can only become a zava if she sees dam outside her yemei 
nida. In other words, if a woman sees dam, she becomes a nida for a period of seven days. It doesn't matter if she sees dam for one, two, or all seven of these days. Seven days is isman nida. If on the seventh day she stops seeing dam, she goes to the mikvah on the night of the eighth, and she becomes tahar. Nowadays, incidentally, an isha who becomes a nida waits, waits at least five days before making a hefsik tara, at which time she begins the counting of the shivanakim, after which she is permitted to go to the mikvah. Going back to back then, if, however, she sees dam after this point, in other words, after the seven days, any time over a period of the next eleven days, she can potentially become a zava, because these eleven days are called the Yemei Zivus. Now, this is an ongoing cycle. After these eleven days, she can become a Nida again. That's why these particular period of eleven, this particular period of eleven days is also referred to as the Achadasar Yaim Shabe Nida Lenida. Therefore, a woman is either in her Yemei Nidus or in her Yemei Zivus. During these Yemei Zivus, if she sees Dam on one day, then she needs one day of Tahara, goes to the Mikvah, and that evening she becomes Tar. This is what we refer to as Shemeres Yoim, Keneged Yoim. If she sees Dam for two days, then she's also Shemeres Yoim, Keneged Yoim. And the third day, she then goes to the Mikvah, and she has to be Tar that full day in order to become Tar. Then she becomes Tar. If, however, she sees three days in a row, she then becomes a Zava Gemura and must wait seven days, Shivanakim. She goes to the mikvah on the seventh day, brings a carbon on the eighth day, and then she can eat Kachim. We also know that anyone who is not right to eat Kachim on the 14th day of Nisa, if they, however, will be right to eat that night, in other words, the night of the 15th, then you can check the carbon Pesach for them. So, for example, a person who is only Tame until that evening, or someone who is Tame Tumas Shiva and has not yet brought a carbon, in other words, they're not Mechusre Kapara, and their seventh day falls out on the 14th day of Nisan, or someone who is Mechusre Kapara and his eighth day falls out on the 14th of Nisan, even though they did not bring their carbon yet, you can still shach the carbon Pesach for them, because they will bring the carbon later on that day. And then at night, they will be able to partake in the carbon Pesach. The Mishnah. Zav bashvi. If a person, a man, saw two riyas, so now he has to wait seven days, you could shach for him on his seventh day, because at night, which is already on the eighth day, he'll be able to partake in the carbon Pesach. Ra'a shalish, he saw three riyas, now he has to bring the carbon. Then you could shecht for him as long as it's his eighth day, because by the night time already, now he becomes tar that night. A woman who saw one riyah, because by the second day already, on that day, she'll be able to eat the carbon Pesach that night. She saw two days. In other words, she shlishi. After she was Taival, you could shecht her on that day, because she'll be able to eat that night. Bahazava, a woman who is a full Zava, now she not only has to wait all the day, she also has to bring the carbon. Shaykhatin Aleha Bashmini, you could shecht for her on the eighth day, 
if it if it's chal liyais of erev pesach, even if she didn't bring her carbon yet, just like we explained by azav, because now once she brings the carbon that night she will be tar. We then say, according to Rav, we can also include a tful yaim or mechusar kipurim in the shechita of the carbon pesach, but not someone who became tummy from a sheretz. Also, according to Ula, even a tummy sheretz can be included. We learn from Shivas Yamim Tehe Benidasa that a woman is a nida, or Yerledas, for a full seven days, and her tvila cannot come until the night after that, in other words, the night of the eighth. Still in all, she can be included in the Shechita of the Karban Pesach. Daf We have a Mishnah. Although Minatayra, when one is an Oinen, the Aninus ends at the end of the day of the death of the relative, Midrabanan, we say that it lasts an additional night. So if he's an Einan on Erev Pesach, we say, he can still participate in the Pesach, since Minatara, by the time the night comes around, he's not an Einan anymore. Also, if on Erev Pesach one is digging up a pile of rubble, where there may be a dead body, he can be included in the Pesach, since it's the Chazaka that he is alive, and a Chazaka that any body under the pile is also alive. Also, someone who was supposed to be released from a prison that day of Erev Pesach, it's okay for him to participate in the Karban Pesach. However, in all of these cases, you cannot check for any of these people for they themselves. We then say this restriction of shechting for someone alone only applies if a person is in a non-Jewish prison, since even if he's promised he will be released on that day, it's possible that they could change their mind. If a person is in a Jewish prison, then they could shecht for him alone too, because it's a guarantee if they say they will release him, they will release him before the night time. We even have a mission of it says, Ein Pesach al hayochid. You're not allowed to shecht a current Pesach for an individual person. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Why is this? Because you need a Chabura. Rabbi Yaisi, which is how we paskin. It's okay to shecht even for a yachid. As long as he can eat all of it up. However, if it's a hundred people, and the hundred people cannot eat a kezayis for each one of them, as the Rabbim says, then you cannot shecht the current Pesach. Also, we say, we don't make a group which includes women together with slaves, or slaves together with children, since we're afraid of preachers. Interestingly enough, a chabura of just nashim, or just avadim, is okay, because we're not afraid of preachers. However, a chabura of just ketanim is not okay, since they're not abardas. The Rambam actually brings this down. The Taisvisyantav explains that this is the same reason what we just said before, that women cannot be part of a mezumin with men, because we're afraid of chash of pritzes. We then say that you should not make a carbon Pesach only with gerim, because we're, we're afraid in their zeal to do it perfectly, combined with the fact that they're not that knowledgeable in the halachas, they'll come to pasal up the carbon Pesach. We say that we're only mechuyev, the Pesach matzah omorah, on the first night of Pesach. Afterwards, it's only Rishos. We know that women are also Mechuyev to eat Matzah on the first night of Pesach, as we learned from Rebbe Lazar. Chametz and Shivas Yamim Teichalalav Matzah, that Kol Shiyeshnei Bebal Teichal Chametz Yeshnan Bekum Echal Matzah. Anyone who is Mechuyev not to eat Chametz in that Easter is also Mechuyev to eat Matzah. Tavtzadik base. We know that an Oinen is not allowed to eat Kachim on the day of his Aninus, but Aninus Laila, the night after which he is an Oinen, that is only Usr to eat Kachim, Midarabanan, Midaraisa, he would be allowed to eat Kachim. So we have here a Mishnah 
that says you can shach the Pesach, the carbon Pesach, for an Einen, so that he can eat it at night, since the Pesach is Midaraisa. But Anidus Laila is only Midarabanan. So even though Stam Kachabi is not allowed to eat at night, with the carbon Pesach, he would be allowed to eat at night. We say that a Ger, who is Niskayer on Erev Pesach, he does his Tefillah, and then he can eat the carbon Pesach at night. This is Divrei Beishame. According to Beisil, he cannot. Why? Because we say HaParish Mina Arla, Keparish Mina Kever. HaParish Mina Arla, in other words, a person who leaves, who was an Arl, and now he's not an Arl anymore, is considered like Keparish Mina Kever, like Tumas Mace. Therefore, just like Tumas Mace needs seven days to become Tahar, so does a Ger. Therefore, if it's within his first day, he cannot participate in the Karban Pesach that night. And finally we say, in the Zman of the Beis Hamikdash, we say that Chayev Adam Letaires Atzmai Beregel. A person has to be Metair himself, has to go into a mikveh before Regel, before Ayyantiv. And this is probably where the Minig today comes from, that many people who don't normally go to the mikveh during the year go on Erev Yantiv. This is the end of the eighth parak. Now let us begin the ninth parak of Mesach the Psachim, parak Mi Shahaya. We have a Mishnah that says someone who was Tame or Bederach Rechaika, they were far away on Erev Pesach. And they bring the carbon Pesach on Pesach Sheni, which is Yudalad year. We also say that anyone who was any type of an Oynis on Erev Pesach and could not, who could not bring the carbon, bring a Pesach Sheni on Pesach Sheni. We then ask, what if someone was Bederach Rechaika, but someone shechted anyway on his behalf? Reb Nachman says, Hurza, there is Ritzoy, therefore it's considered a good carbon, and he does not have to bring a Pesach Sheni. And even if he arrives at night, when he arrives at night, that is, he can participate and he can eat in the carbon Pesach, which was brought for him during the day. Reb Shesha says, you're not allowed to do this. We then say that a mazid on a carbon Pesach is mechuyev in karas. Daftzadik Gimel. Elu mechuyev laasais Pesach sheni. These are the people who, in light of the fact that they could not bring the carbon Pesach on the first Pesach, bring a Pesach sheni. Zavin v'zavais, mitzayrayin v'nidas, v'yeladas v'hashaygigin, v'ha'anusin, v'ha'mezidim, v'tame, v'shohaya b'derech rochayka. If they were in, any of these people were in this particular state on Erev Pesach. We then say, chayev karas al harishain, for not bringing harishain. The chayev karas also for not bringing Pesach Shaini, divrei rabbi. Rabbi Nassim says, chayev karas al harishain, if a person doesn't bring a carbon Pesach, in the words on the first Pesach, upater al hasheni, even if he does not do it the mezid. Reb Hanani ben Yakaviv says, afal harishen ein mechuyiv kars, even on the carbon Pesach, on the first Pesach, he's not mechuyiv kars, ela imkein lo esas hasheni, in other words, he has to, the mezid, not do both of them, before he's mechuyiv in kars. We then say, ger shenizkayer a cotton, shehigdel ben Pesach rishen u Pesach sheni, Rebbe says he's chayev to bring a Pesach Sheni. Why is that? Because as we said before, Rebbe holds that a person is chayev karas al arishan, but chayev karas al Sheni, because he holds each of them are a chayev bifnei atzma. In other words, the Pesach Sheni is considered a special chayev in of itself. Rebbe Nassim says, kol shezokuk l'rishan, zokuk l'sheni, and vice versa. Therefore, this cotton, shehigdil, or a gershon itzkayer between Pesach Rishan and Pesach Sheni are pater. Why? Because the Pesach Sheni is just for the purpose of Tashlumin for the Rishon if a person was Mechuyiv in Rishon and could not bring it. And the Rabbim actually paskins like Rabbi. 
We better have a Mishnah that asks, what is Derech Rechaika? How far do you have to be away to be considered, far enough away to be considered Derech Rechaika? Rabbi Akiva says, as long as you're from any point from Maidiyam and outward, then you're considered the Derech Rechaika. This is like approximately a half a day of walking. Rabbi Eliezer says, from any point outside of the Azara, you're considered to have a tour of Derech Rechaika. The Gemara says, Ula explains that the distance from Maidiyam to Shalayim was 15 milad. And we know that 2,000 amas is equal to one meal. Since we know that an average person can walk 10 parsois in a day, and one parsa is considered four meal, so 10 parsois is equal to 40 milin. And since we know from the period of mourning until shkia, a person walks a total of 30 of the 40 milin, therefore from chatzais until yantav begins, which is half a day, a person can walk 15 milin. This is the distance from Maidian to Yerushalayim. That's Tzadik If one is far away, but could technically get there via horses or wagons, in other words, via quick transportation before Yantav, he is still potter for bringing the carbon Pesach. However, if he rushes to do this via a horse or a wagon, then Taivel of Bracha. However, if a person is close to Yerushalayim, but he gets stuck in traffic and he gets there late, then he is chayef and he does not have the tour of Derech Rechaika. Rava says the distance the sun travels across the earth during the day is a distance of 6,000 parsois, in other words, 24,000 milin. And the thickness of the rakia is considered 1,000 parsois. We know that a person walks 40 milin, 10 parsois, from Alois Hashachar until Tzais. From Alois till Nates, Hachama, a person walks 4 million. And from Meitz Hachama to Shkia, a person walks 32 million. So in other words, 16 million is considered Derech Rechaika. From Shkia until Tseis, a person walks the final 4 million. So in other words, you have a total of 40 million. Tais Vesayas from the Gemara in Shabbos, Daflam and Here we say Ben Hashmashas is 4 million. There we say Ben Hashmashas is 3 quarters of a mil. So what's the Peshayim? So over there, Rabbeinu Tam says that that over there is referring to the end of Shkia. That's why we only say three-quarters of a mil. But here we're referring to four million where we're talking about the entire period of Shkia. We then ask, how long in time does it take to walk one mil? And we know that the Machaber calculates that this is 18 minutes. He brings this down from a Trumas Hadeshan. That's calculated from this particular sugya. How? If one walks 40 million in a day of 12 hours, so 12 times 60 minutes is equal to 720 minutes, divided by 40 million is equal to 18 minutes per mil. The Gras says it's 22 and a half minutes. Since really what we're talking about here is only the Zman from Nates until Shkia. Therefore, one only walks 32 million. The Rambam says really the period of a meal is 24 minutes. And the shear of Rabbeinu Tam, which we know of 72 minutes, is based on the cheshben of 18 minutes for a meal times 4 million. According to the Gra, where Tseis is only 3 quarters of a meal, so it's 3 quarters of 22 and a half, or 17 and a half minutes. We then say that the entire inhabited part of the world is under one star, and the sun is directly on top of us for a period of one hour. In other words, Chatzais Hayyim. The Gemara says people live for 70 years. If they live Bigvura, they live for a period of 80 years. 
And the Gemara brings down a machlaikis on how the constellations move. The Gemara says during the day the sun is lamata l'rakia. In other words, it's underneath the rakia. That's why you could see it. And at night it's on top of the rakia. That's why you cannot see it. Others say that it's night, at night it's lamata l'karka. That's under the ground. Therefore, that's why you can't see it. We then say that in the summer, the sun travels high in the sky, so the world is warm. However, in the winter, it is lower in the sky. And this is how we know when you look up during the winter to the sun, you see that it's actually at a point lower in the sky, while during the summer, it's at a point much higher in the sky. We have a Mishnah that says, what is the difference between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni? The first Pesach has the Yisra Bayura Bayimatza. And we know that no chametz is allowed and it requires halal while eating it. However, both Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni require halal while bringing it, require matzahs umerarim, require tzli esh, and both are daicha Shabbos. We bend our from the Pesach of Kechol Chukas, Chukas HaPesach Yasu Oisai, referring to the Pesach Sheni, but tells us that mitzvahs that are directly involved in the carbon, in those particular cases, what is involved in the Pesach Sheni is equal to the Pesach Rishon. In other words, mitzvah Shabagufai equate both the Pesach Sheni to the Pesach Rishon. We say that we do not shach the Pesach Sheni for one person. And the Gemara also says the only time we say halal at night is on Pesach. This is brought down in Rashi. The night of Pesach Sheni is not considered a yontif. It's also brought down here in the Gemara. And we know that the Pesach Sheni is Deicha Shabbos, but there is a machlekes if it is Deicha Tuma. The Gemara says that both the Pesach Rishon and the Pesach Sheni need lina. In other words, you need to sleep over in Yerushalayim, and then you can return to your home, as we see from the Pasuk of Ufanisa v'abayker v'halachta l'yehalacha. And we also know that all karbanas, for that matter, require lina. We have a Mishnah that says that the carbon Pesach is brought betuma, because most of the Am is Tameh. Certain people still cannot eat it. In other words, people who have a tumas haguf, including a nida, a ziv, a zava, a zava, or yeladas. Finally, we say a tome meis can go into the azara to be makar of a carbon pesach, but not into the heichal since it's more kadosh. But if, however, he did go into the heichal, he does not get karas. What was the mizbeach that was used in Mitzrayim? We know that in the base of Mikdash there was the Mizbeach to bring the Karbanas, so what acted the Mizbeach when the Jews were in Mitzrayim? The Gemara answers that the Mashkaif and the Shtei Mezuzus of the doorpost took the place of the Mizbeach. We have another mission. Ma ben Pesach Mitzrayim, le Pesach Dairus, what was the difference between the Pesach Mitzrayim and the Pesach of, Dair, of future generations? Pesach Mitzrayim, Mikhai Miba'asar. That's one difference. That was taken on the 10th, while Pesachim later on were taken after the 10th. Another nafkamina, which we said even before this Mishnah. And finally, it was eaten very quickly. On the period of one night, only that night. The Pesach Deres was Noyeg Kol Shiva. And we'll see later on in this Gemara, this is a little bit schwer here, because the truth of the matter is even Pesach Deres were only Noyeg to be eaten on one night. This particular Gemara answers that what the Mishnah says here, Pesach Deres, Noheg Kol Shiva, is referring to Chametz in the Gemara. But Bagbag says that the carbon Tamid needs Bikor. It needs to be checked for four days for a moment. And we also say that an Oral does not eat the Pesach 
but does eat matzah umara. Now, going back to what we said before on the Mishnah, the Pesach, the carbon Pesach of Mitzrayim, was eaten on only one night. The same thing was also true for Pesach Deiris, that it was only eaten for one night. So what then is the difference between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Deiris, Lagabi, the carbon Pesach, and when exactly it is eaten? There is no difference. However, the difference is the Isser of Chametz. The Isser of Chametz in Mitzrayim was only for one day. However, Lederis, that was for seven days. And that was what, that's Pshat in the Mishnah, Pesach Deiris, Nayeg Kal Shiva, referring to Chametz. That by Chametz, it's Nayeg for seven days. We then have another Mishnah. A carbon Pesach that was lost. And we were Makdish a second carbon Pesach before we shechted number two. We found number one. So what do we now do with number one? So we say we let it graze. In other words, it's called Dichoy. If, however, number two was already shechted, so then we say that number one becomes a Shlomim. Shmuel says there are five cases of Chatos Mesa, where you let the Chatos die by putting it in a room, and therefore there it is left to die. This is a halacha lamesha misina. In any of these cases, however, if this particular animal would have been a carbon Pesach, then we make it into a Shlomim. Omer Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Chatos Sha'avra Shnasa. It passed its period of time. In other words, it's more than one year old. Raya Isa Ki'ilu Yemedes Bevesak Varis. You consider it like it's in a basic virus, and it's as if the Kayan cannot get to it. We then have a Mishnah. Even though normally we say, and anything that is left over from the carbon Pesach automatically becomes a Shlamim. However, there are a number of exceptions to this. If you were Mafrish and a Keva, we know that a carbon Pesach you need to use a Zachar. Let's say you use an Akeva, or we know you need to have for the carbon Pesach an animal which is less than one year old. Let's say you use an animal which was more than one year old. So although technically, normally we say, in these particular cases, we do not say that these become shlamim because these are worse cases than normal. And then we also say another halacha. If the mafrish dies, then his sons cannot bring this as a carbon Pesach, but rather at that point it becomes a shlamim. The Gemara says we learn three things from this Mishnah. Number one, Dichoy applies not only to a carbon, but for an animal which is also, which is still alive. In other words, a balei chayim nidachin. Number two, dichoy me'ikara havi dichoy. And number three, yesh dichoy ledamim. That dichoy not only applies to kedusha itself, but to the value of the kachim as well. We then say that if a person's father died before chatzais, then he is completely putter in bringing a carbon pasach. In other words, a carbon pasach rishon because he's anointed. Rabbi Shimon holds, Ein nidachin. Before we said, we learned from the Mishnah, that Balei are nidachin. Here, Rabbi Shimon argues on that and says, Ein Balei nidachin. Then we have a Mishnah. The Mishnah says that a sheep for a Pesach, which got mixed up with other Zvachim, all of them must be pastured till they get a mum, you sell them, and the money can be used to buy new Karbanas. Then we have another Mishnah. If a Pesach animal was lost, and the Chabura told one person, to find it, and then to shecht it. He found it and shechted it, and in the meantime, they weren't sure what happened to him. So they went and shechted a new carbon Pesach. So now what happens? Which carbonus does each person belong to? So we say, if his carbon was shechted first, then all of them, all the people who made him a shliach to shecht it, they all have to eat from that carbon as well. If their carbon was shechted first, then they eat from theirs, but he eats from his. If it's a suffix which was shechted first, then he eats his, and they have nothing at all. 
And not only that, no, we say that no Pesach Sheini is needed, because it's really as if they were all Mequim, the mitzvah of carbon Pesach. However, just they can't eat it because we're not sure which one was actually shafted first. The Mishnah also gives an Eitzah in a case where two Chaburas mixed up their animals of carbon Pesach. Daftzadik Tess. We see from this Mishnah in instances where people ended up talking and doing too much talking, they were in more trouble than if they didn't say anything at all. So the Mishnah concludes, so the Gemara concludes, When you're dealing with Chachamim, we see that it's a nice thing to keep quiet, because we saw here from the Mishnah that keeping quiet yielded better results than when everybody was talking to one another. But we say, for sure, people who are Tipshim should surely keep quiet. We then say, if people come and go within a people come and go within a chabura, Rabbi Yehuda says that at least one of the original chabura members must actually remain. Rabbi Yehuda holds, everyone can leave the group as long as they get new people before they leave. This is the end of the ninth parak, and we see here the girsa at the end of this parak. We say Hadrin Allah Mishahaya Tame, Uslik Allah Pesach. As we learned in the Hakdama to our Masechta, the first four prakim of Masechta Pesachim and the tenth parak were all part of what we what at that time was called the Masechta Pesach Rishon. Those dealt with the halachas of Chometz Umatzah and the Leal of the Seder. However, the middle prakim, which dealt with the carbon Pesach, that was called Masechta Pesach Sheni. And here we say, because we're now ending up here with the halachas of Pesach Sheni and going back we say because it's the end of this Masechta called Pesach Sheini, and now we return to what was originally the last parak of Pesach Rishon. Pesach, parak Arve Psachim. This parak begins from the Tzadik Tess Amid Beis. It's very interesting if you look on the side of the Gemara, we have an unusual phenomenon here that we have very few places in Shas. Normally we have Rashi and Taisvis on the side of the Gemara. Here we have not only Rashi and Taisvis, we also have the parish of the Rajbam, Rabbeinu Shmuel, who was a Talmud of Rashi. We know that Rashi had at least two daughters. One daughter's name was Miriam, who was married to the Rivon. His parish is found on the latter part of Makkas, where we have no Rashi. He also had a second daughter, whose name was Yecheved, who had three children. These children included Rabbeinu Tam and the Rajbam. And we have the parish of the Rashbam on Arve Psachim here, and on most of the Masechta Baba Basra. Now, here in the Mishnah, we have different girses on whether this is called Erev Psachim or Arve Psachim. And the plural is referring to both Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. And the Mishnah begins, Arve Psachim Samoch Lamincha Lo Yechal Odom Ad A person should not eat anything beyond the Zman of Mincha Ketana. In the time of the Beis Hamikdash, they shechted the carbon Pesach at eight and a half hours. In other words, if the day began at 6 a.m. and ended at 6 p.m., they would shecht the carbon Pesach at 2.30. They were makriv the carbon Pesach at nine and a half hours. In other words, at 3.30. This point, this nine and a half hour point, 3.30, is the beginning of Mincha Ketana. Samach Lamincha would be at 3 p.m. And the reason we want him to refrain from eating is because we want that he should be hungry at night so that he will be able to fulfill the mitzvah of eating matzah, the chaviva. Rashi and the Rashbam say, this is not because of that, but rather it's because of hidur mitzvah. He'll be able to do it better. 
as we learned from the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kuf Chav Gimel, in the pasuk of Zakeli Van Veyu, that he snaya the mitzvahs. It's a good idea to do mitzvahs nicely and to go beyond the call of duty. But the chiddush here is not only is hidur mitzvah on a chefza, like say a lulav, an esrog, or a shayfer, but on a person as well. It's also worth pointing out that on Erev Pesach, one is not allowed to eat matzah at all through the entire day. Like we see in the Yerushalmi, This is learned from an Ismachta. So Taisvis asks, if you can't eat matzah all day, and we know that fruits are mutter, even after Samach Lamincha, then what is the Mishnah referring to when it says you have to refrain from eating after the Zman of Samach Lamincha? So he answers, this is referring to matzah ashira, the matzah ashira, which technically is mutter, to eat after all, after the zman of samach lamincha. And we know that matzah ashira, as we learned in Pesachim, daflam and heyam and this is flour made with meperis. This is what cannot be eaten after samach lamincha, and that's the chiddush of the Mishnah. Today, at least among the Ashkenazim, we don't eat that matzah ashira, except in a case of great need. So here it's not really nageya, but that's pshat in the Mishnah. Taisvis Adshatechshach is Mechadish, that although we know from the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Daftes that there is a mitzvah of Taisvis Shabbos, that on every Shabbos you should add a little bit of time and make it a little bit longer, so you should begin Shabbos a little bit earlier than this man. And in the Gemara in Brachas we learned that it's okay to make Kiddush early. Our Mishnah here, Adshatechshach, tells us that we cannot make a Seder or eat matzah before nightfall. But although it's an Indian of Taisvis Shabbos and Taisvis Yantav, but you cannot transform the night and make it any earlier. So you have to wait mamish until the Zman Laila before you can begin the Seder. Continuing in the Mishnah. An Ani Shabi Yisrael is not allowed to eat until he makes Haseva, enters in this new mitzvah, this new Indian here of Haseva, of reclining. And the person who takes care of a Tamchoy, which is the plate was used especially for very, very poor people with a special plate. An ani cannot, an ani is mechuyiv, and the manager of the tamchuy is mechuyiv to make sure that the aniim have enough so they have at least dalad kaisis. We know that the night of Pesach, we drink dalad kaisis, and we have a machlaikis between Taisvis and the Rambam exactly who is mechuyiv in Arba kaisis. Taisvis learns that only the balabayas is mechuyiv in dalad kaisis, since as the briska rav learns, he compares these kaisas to those of Kiddush, where one Baal is able to be mitzi, everyone else at the table. However, the Rambam learns that each and every person is mechuyiv to drink his own Arba kaisis, and each person not only has to drink Arba kaisis, Bali Lugmav is not enough, but he has to drink a row of kais of each. And this is how we paskin today. The whole inyan of Arba kaisis, as Rashi mentions, is keneged the Arbal the Shaine Gula, that are mentioned regarding the Golos Mitzrayim. These include the four words of Haitsesi, the Hitzalti, the Gaalti, the Lakachti, which are all found in Parshas Vaera. The Gemara asks, why does the Mishnah single out that on Erev Pesach you can't eat Salmach Lamincha? We know that every single Erev Shabbos and Yantiv you're not allowed to eat past this man of Salmach Lamincha. As we learned according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're not allowed to eat any time beyond Salmach Lamincha. So they should be hungry. Rabbi Yaisi, however, argues on this and says that he cannot, he is allowed to eat even until nightfall. So Rabbi Huna answers, the Chidashir is to teach us that according to, even according to Rabbi Yaisi, on Erev Pesach, you have to stop eating Samach Lamincha. Papa says that it can even go according to Rabbi Yehuda, but here we add the special Indian of Samach. Tafkuf.
if someone started to eat a meal on Arab Shabbos before nine hours, in other words, in his mind that it was mutter to eat a meal, and then night comes along, does he have to stop this meal in order to make Kiddush? According to Rabbi Yehuda, you are mechuyev to stop the meal. And according to Rabbi Yaisi, you do not have to stop the meal since he already began the Suda in the time that was mutter to begin a Suda. This is similar to what we say by Shalashudas, that once you begin Shalashudas before this man, you can continue Shalashudas all the way into Motsoy Shabbos, and you do not have to stop and make Havdalah. Shmuel says a third shot here in this Machlaikis, that we actually spread a tablecloth, and then we make Kiddush even in the middle of the Suda. And although we paskin like Rabbi Yaisi, the Shulchan Arach still says that we don't begin a major Suda on Arab Shabbos after nine hours. This is brought down in Simon Reish Memtes, Sif Beis. In the time of the Gemara that used to make Kiddush, then they would bring the chalas and the other food. And this is brought down in the story of Rabbah bar Rabhuna, who was a guest by the Reish Galusa. Taisvis asks, from the Gemara in Shabbos, Adaf Kufyutas, we know that even when a, that when a person comes home from shul on Friday night, there are two malachim who escort him home, a malach taif on one side and a malach ra on the other. If the malach taif comes into the house and he finds that the Shabbos table is nicely set, then he says, Yehi Ratzayn, Shatahei L'Shabbos, Shabbosis Acheres Kach. And the Malach Ra is forced to answer Amen, and he gets this very nice bracha. So how come here we see they did not set it? So Taisus answers, then they had small tables. So these actually were set in advance, but they were brought to the people after Kiddush. However, today where we use big tables, we don't do this. And we set everything in advance, it's just that we leave everything on that big table. Taisus also adds that today we set up Chalas, which are covered on both the top and the bottom, as a zecher to the man. And also, so lo hapas the bashta. The Gemara says that the minning was to recite Kiddush and Shul on Friday night. What if a person heard Kiddush and Shul? What does he do when he gets home? Rav says that this exempts one from making Kiddush at home, the Kiddush part at home, but not from the birchas hayayin. Since there was Hasachadas, you now need a new Bari Priyagafen at home in order to drink wine. And Shmuel says, even Kiddush they were not Yaitza with in Shul, since one must have Kiddush Bemakam Su'uda. Therefore, when a person gets home, he now has to make Kiddush again Bemakam in the place that he's going to eat a Suda. The Rashbam explains from a Pasuk in Yeshaya how we see that we need Kiddush Bemakam Suda. The Pasuk says, Bekarasa Bishabbos Einig. One must have b'makam sha'ata karel shabbos sham tehe einig, in the place that you make kiddush. That is the place of einig. So according to Shmuel, you need kiddush b'makam suda because kiddush has to be made in the place of einig. However, according to Rav, there is no chiyav of kiddush b'makam suda at all. Tafkufalaf. According to Rav, the reason a man repeats kiddush at home is in order to be mitzi the people at home, and according to Shmuel. Why do we need then Kiddush in Shul at all? So the Gemara answers, Since the people who are in Shul, some of them are guests, and they ate, drank, and slept in the Shul, they're Archim. Therefore, we have to make Kiddush for them also. In Shul, otherwise they have no way to be Yaitzah Kiddush. From here, Taisus brings a raya, that even if the Makadesh, the person who made Kiddush, does not taste the Kiddush he himself, but someone else tasted from it, everyone is Yaitzah anyway since the Chazan made the Kiddush, and he did not taste from it. In, Shul- in Shulchan Arach, Simen Reishai and Aleph, Sif Yudalit, it's brought that it's a, mitzvah, it's a mitzvah min ha-mufchar, for everyone who heard the Kiddush to taste a little bit from the wine. And Taisvis Divrei Amaschil of the Ochlu asks, 
how can people eat in shul? We know that you're not allowed to eat in front of the Aaron Kaidish in shul. So he answers, they actually ate in a second room, not actually in the shul itself. Also, the reason we say it's considered a makam su'udah is since it's okay to make Kiddush in one room and have Kavana to eat in a second room. In Shulchan Aruch, Simen, Reishai, and Gimel, Sif Aleph, we paskin like Shmuel, that we say Kiddush has to be Vemakam Suda, but it's okay to move around Bidi Eved within a big room, or to make Kiddush in one room, and therefore then eat in a second room. And we also say that Rav Huna and Rabbah also hold like Shmuel, that Kiddush has to be Vemakam Suda. The Rush learns that it's best to make Kiddush in front of the Neiris, in front of the candles, Friday night, unless one is mitzvah. If, for example, let's say the house is very stuffy, and the Neiris are inside the house, and one wants to eat outside on the porch, then he's allowed to do that anyway. And we also know in Simon Reshai and Gimel that you can fulfill b'makam su'uda, Kiddush b'makam su'uda, either with lachem or mezainus. In other words, when a person makes Kiddush, he does not necessarily have to wash, but as long as he eats a shear, kazayis, of mezainus, He's also Yaitse Kiddush Vamakam Sauda. We know that there are three places where Rabbah holds like Shmuel. When the Machlek is between Rav and Shmuel, normally we say we hold like Rav, but Rabbah held like Shmuel in these three places. One, moving tzitzes from one beggar to another is allowed. Number two, that it's okay to light from one Hanukkah candle to the other. And number three, Davar Sheena Miskaven is mutter like Rav Shimon and like Shmuel. However, he said, that's only in a case where Shmuel was the Mekel. However, if Shmuel was the Machmir, in other words, like a case of Kiddush B'makam Suda, then he held like Shmuel. We then say that if a person changes places, he needs to make a new Bracha Rishayna. Why is that true? Because there's now Hesach Hadas. This is not according to the Shita, not like the Shita of Rabbi Yechanan. And we say according to Rabbi Chizda, this, that you have to make a new Bracha if you change places, is only true if the particular item that a person was eating does not need a bracha achreina bimkaiman. But if it's something that needs ta'un bracha achreina bimkaiman, you wouldn't need a new bracha rishayna since there is no hesach. You would not need a new bracha rishayna since there is no hesach hadas. But according to Reb Sheshis, you would always need a new bracha no matter what the item was that you were eating. Lahalacha, the Rambam and the Rif say like Reb Sheshis, and the Rush says like Reb Chizda. The Mechaber in Kufayin Ches says like Reb Sheshis, we know that usually the Mechaber takes a majority of the Rambam, the Rif, and the Rush. And here, since the Rambam and the Rif hold like Rav he also holds like Rav But the Ramah says, like the Rush, and he paskins like Rav that it depends if the item is the type of thing which needs a bracha chrein or not, whether you have to make a new bracha if you change places. And we also say, one should make a bracha chrein or bench before he leaves the table. Dafkuf Beis. Taisu says that if a person breaks up a meal to Davin, it is not considered hesachadas, so no new bracha is needed. And we say, according to Rabbi Yehuda, even dvarim shetu'unin bracha achreina, shini makam is tzarech levarech, unless you left some people still sitting at the table. The Gemara says, ein aymrim shtei kedushas al kais yayin echad. In other words, you're not allowed to make both kiddush and birchas hamazin, for example, on one cup of wine. Lefisha ein aysen mitzvahs chavilas chavilas, because you don't do mitzvahs together in bunches. Taisvis mentions here that this is the Makar for why we use two separate kaisis for Sheva Brachas, one for Birkas HaMazen and one for the Sheva Brachas itself because of the question of Chavilas, Chavilas. We then say that Amatzoi Shabbos, we make Havdalah in the following order, Yayin, Besamim, Ner, and then Havdalah, for an acronym of Yibana. This is according to Beisilo, 
because we know according to Beishamai, first you would do Ner, and then you would do Besamim. But we pass them like Beishilo, that first we do Besamim, and then we do Ner. The Gemara says if a person on Matzai Shabbos has only one cup of wine, and he also wants to eat a meal, he should eat a meal after Shabbos, and then make a Birchah Samazim and Havdalah on the same kais. So this is an exception to the rule of Chavilas Chavilas. And Taisu says, how can a person do this? We know you're not allowed to eat before Havdalah, so how can a person first eat and then make Havdalah later on? So he answers, he began Shalashudis before nightfall. And we know that this is okay, as we see in Shulchan Aruch, Simen, Reish Tzadik Tes, Sif Dalit. However, he says, this is a Shvera Teret, since the Brisa that we brought down says, Hanichnes B'motzoi Shabbos. So it's not like he could have really eaten the Shalashudis before Shabbos was over. So he gives a second Teret that really you should not eat before Havdalah. But if a person has a very good reason to do that, then it's okay. This, however, is not brought lahalacha in Shulchan Aruch. We know that on Shvi Yishal Pesach, if it falls on Matzoi Shabbos, where you do not need a Shachiyanu, then a person, according to Rav, would make Yayin, Kiddush, Ner, and then Havdalah. On the first night of Pesach, where we do need a Shachiyanu, Abaye says, Yayin, Kiddush, Zman, Ner, Havdalah. But Rava, which is how we paskin, says, Yayin, Kiddush, Ner, Havdalah, Zman, Yak, Nahaz. We know that Motsoi Shabbos Shachal Liyais Belel Yantif. It is okay to use the same cup for both Havdalah and Kiddush. And we're not Chayshish for Chavilas Chavilas, since both Kiddush and Havdalah are considered one big Kedusha. In other words, Shabbos and Yantif are like one big Kedusha. Masha'enkin, Birchas Hamazan, and Kiddush are considered two separate Yanim, and you would have the issue of Chavilas Chavilas. The Rashbam says that we use Besamim on Motsoi Shabbos. Since normally on Amotzai Shabbos, where there isn't Yantav involved, since the Neshama Yisera leaves us, as we learned from the Gemara in Beya. But if Motzai Shabbos falls out on Yantav, then we do not new, use Besamim at all, since we get, we already have a Neshama Yisera on Yantav, so we're not losing the Neshama Yisera as we go into Yantav. Taisvis asks a question here and asks, We know that there is no Yishama, Neshama Yisera on Yantav. Where did the Rashbam get this Indian of Neshama Yisera on Yantav? We know that that does not exist. Why? Since there, if there was a Neshama Yisera on Yantav, you would need Besamim when you make Havdalah on Matzah Yantav. And we know you don't do that. The Kedushas Levi, written by Rav Levi Mibar Ditchev, answers this question for the Rashbam. With a Gemara here in Pesachim on Daf Kuf Zayin Amid Beis. We know that there's the dif- a difference between the brachas we make on Shabbos and Yantav, in the Shema Nasrei and in Kiddush. At the end of the bracha on Shabbos, we say, Baruch Hashem Mekadesh HaShabbos. On Yantav, we say, Baruch Hashem Mekadesh Yisrael Vahazmanim. Now, why is it that on Shabbos, the bracha we say implies that Hashem was Mekadesh the Shabbos, but on Yantav, the bracha we say implies that Hashem was Mekadesh Yisrael, and then Yisrael was Mekadesh the Yantav? Why is there a difference between those two brachas? So he answers, the Gemara answers. The reason there's a difference between these two brachas is because on Shabbos, Shabbos is Kavua. Shabbos was Kavua from the Yemei Bereshis. So therefore, it was Hashem who was actually Kaveya, the Zman of Shabbos. Therefore, we say, Baruch HaTashem, Mekadesh HaShabbos. Mashiach and Anyantav, we say, Mekadesh Yisrael Vazmanim, because Hashem gave Klal Yisrael the ability to be Mekadesh the Zmanim. How? Vaikidesh HaChaydesh. Through Kiddush HaChaydesh, Klal Yisrael decides which day of Rosh Chaydesh it is, exactly when Rosh Chaydesh falls out. Therefore, from that, it will determine exactly when it is that Yantav that falls out. So what exactly is it that the Kiddush, which Kiddush did Klal Yisrael actually get? 
in order to be able to do this, to be Mekadish the Chaydish, and eventually to be Mekadish the Yantif. So he answers, it's a special Neshama Yisera Shayantif. And this Neshama Yisera Shayantif, which gives Klai Yisrael the ability to be Mekadish the month and to be Mekadish when Yantif is, is something that always exists within Klai Yisrael. This is what allows them to designate months, which eventually pinpoint the exact day of Yantif. Accordingly, when Shabbos leaves us, since it was really Hashem who was Mekadish the Shabbos, so the Neshama Yisera of Shabbos leaves us also. That's why we need Besamen. Masha'enkin, when Yantiv is over, the Neshama Yisera of Yantiv doesn't leave us. Therefore, no Besamen is needed. In any case, according to both Taisvis and the Rashbam, you do not need Besamen on Matzah Yantiv at all. And on this point, we will conclude this shir.